to our afternoon session on the Portfolio Committee of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development on our public hearings on the uh, amendment of uh, Ultra Bill that being the upgrading of the Land Tenure Rights Amendment Bill. Uh, we had a fruitful engagement this morning, hearing from traditional leaders, uh, people in rural communities and the CPAs and well representatives of uh, NGOs in rural communities that uh, gave uh, their insight and the submission rights on this uh, ultra uh, we, we will now proceed uh, with our afternoon engagement this morning and uh, see as to how we proceed uh, people in rural uh, let me uh, uh, request uh, from the See as to who are the people the, that are ready to proceed and make submissions on this uh, ultra. Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. We will now proceed. We also have Mr. Babunda Basco. Apparently, there were questions for him previously, which he could not respond to. He connected back. If we can also have Mr. Babunda Basco. Apparently, there were questions for him previously, which he could not respond to. He connected back. If we can also have Mr. Babunda Basco. Apparently, there were questions for him previously, which he could not respond to. He connected back. Sorry, Chair, we can't hear Mr. Manenze. We can't hear Dr. Manenze. Oh, okay. He keeps breaking. Okay, sorry about that. I, I was just going through the list of speakers and say, um, apart from the four that have confirmed that they'll be speaking this afternoon, the rest that have not spoken on the list um, some of them are not, we, we can't get through. Some of them are not responding to our calls. We have uh, Ms. Lenny Kotsie from Women and Farms. There's an urgent eviction matter in the Northern Cape that they are dealing with their land rights NGO in the Northern Cape. So we'll try and, and reschedule and see if we can bring her on tomorrow or Friday. Um, yeah, so we have all the four which we suggest that the committee takes 
this afternoon and the, the committee can decide how it proceeds after this fall. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Dr. Manenje. If I may request you to send me the list of uh, those uh, presenters uh, on uh, my WhatsApp channel so we can be able uh, to uh, call uh, the names of uh, the presenters that are ready to uh, proceed. But I can see that uh, Mr. Vasco Mabunda is still with us, and therefore I will uh, immediately, honorable members, afford him an opportunity to respond to the questions that were posed by honorable members. Ndate Mabunda. Ndate Mabunda. Thank you, Chair. Proceed, uh, my good sir. Um, I never got to hear the question. I only hear that there were questions that were directed to me. Uh, if um, your honorable uh, <clears throat> sir permits, can uh, the questions be repeated so that I can be able to deal with them? Thank you. Anyamza. Mamunyamza. Chair. Can I request you to read up the questions that were posed to Mr. Mabunda by the honorable members? I'm not sure when, Chair. Maybe it was during the time I was on the road traveling from home to, to the office. Yes, and uh, the rest of uh, the staff, anyone noted uh, and jotted down the questions that were posed directly to Mr. Mabunda? I, yes, so my colleagues, uh, uh, Nokuzola, Tembisa, and Nontobeko can add. But the crux of the issues were around the proposals, the, the key proposals that uh, Mr. Mabunda is making to the committee around land tenure regime, particularly when he addressed issues of um, ownership of land in communal areas where there are traditional councils and the land is held in trust by the minister. This whole debate about transfer to individuals, and I think members wanted to, to hear a concrete response to, in terms of what happens when land is being, being transferred. I think a lot of questions you know, revolved around, around that. Thank you. Mam Tashe. Yes, Mam I think one of the issues that was highlighted by Mr. Mabunda was that um, the bill should give autonomy to traditional authorities and members uh, wanted for him to explain what kind of autonomy would that be. 
Thank where you. Where land administration will be given to traditional authorities? Okay, in addition, the other issue was around the levies. Those members wanted to ask, wanted to know who are the levies paid to and for what, and who is responsible for administration of the levies. I think that's one. Yeah. Yes, I think, yeah, in addition to what the manager of Zola raised. Mamma, I request you to mute your microphone and honorable Sapa, please mute your microphone. Mamukwabe, you are the last one. Mamukwabe. Ndadjemabunda, you may proceed uh, with the questions then as put to us from um, our content advisors as well as uh, the researchers. Ndadjemabunda. Please proceed. Okay. Uh, uh, I was, uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I do not even want to pretend that I understand um, everything, I mean, as it was originally uh, um, put. But from the little understanding that I have from the question, um, <clears throat> let me deal with the three data <clears throat> um, that I think I understood. Uh, on the question of levies, uh, here we're not advocating for tribal levies as in the apartheid era, but uh, there's a realization that there are big businesses that are making money in rural communities. Uh, these businesses, all they ever do is just to pay maybe uh, the, 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 the fee that's paid um, when they apply to use the land perhaps 100,000, 50,000, or maybe 10,000, depending uh, on factors that they are actually considered. But once, um, for example, you've got uh, big shops, I don't want to mention them, they're operating in the village. Since they pay that 100,000, they never pay a cent back to the communities. It is those that are targeting. It is not the, old, I mean, the, the, the poor woman who lives in a house, and we're not advocating that uh, people who reside in rural areas should actually, um, who have resi their residence and houses should pay. No, we are saying that there are big businesses that are making money and they should pay those levies. 
to the tribal authority. And then on the question of autonomy, uh, from, from a distance, uh, it seems okay, tribal authorities are able to administer their land, are able to make decisions on how the land will be used and who will get the land. This kind of. um, well, this has been a, an area of contestation as to whether traditional authorities should be able to administer the land. But the reality on the ground, those of us who come from rural villages, like myself, uh, will tell you that uh, this is the case. But uh, while they are at the cool phase of land administration or allocating land and stuff like that, uh, the fact it's for each and every decision they have, each and every important decision they have to go to, go to the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform or alternatively to the municipality. So there should be very clear guidelines as to when they could, when they could. There should be some um, powers and administrative um, duties allocated to them. Uh, the purpose here is to ensure that uh, development are speedily done and they are done in such a way that uh, the ordinary people are able to accrue benefits from uh, this transaction, I mean, from any transaction that it's um, entered to by the traditional authority. And what happened when land is transferred? I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think this so my understanding will have been covered by my previous response to say that uh, there is a lot of red tape that hampers administration and create a vacuum where the corrupt officials are able to use that to utilize, to utilize that space in order to um, make the system so that the system became a milking cow instead of becoming a vehicle through which development of the rural um, space could be achieved. I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Mabonda, for your responses. Honorable uh, members, that uh, concludes then uh, the questions uh, uh, for clarity that were posed in our earlier uh, session. We will now proceed with the, the rest of uh, the... Can I quickly uh, add something to you? Very quickly, okay. if you allow me. Yeah, yeah we shall. Uh, Please proceed. I, I, know the, okay. I know there's been concern that in some instances or in some areas, traditional authorities or members of the traditional authorities have been accused of human rights abuses. I can attest to the reality of those allegations. But uh, that is not a land tenure right issue. That, that's an issue That's an issue for and should uh, be contested 
If I may ascertain, is there any other person that has been able to join who would like to present? Kindly raise your hand or indicate. So we may take those that are already uh, ready and are with us. These public hearings on the upgrading of the Land Tenure Rights Amendment Bill are to afford the public an opportunity to uh, be able to make their submissions to the Portfolio Committee so that we can be able to have ensured in this process we have crisscrossed the landscape of South Africa and ensured that the vast majority of the affected people have been able to have their voices heard. And this is why, honorable members, it requires our patience to make sure that those that have indicated they are wish to present, we afford them the opportunity to do so. Therefore, I uh, want to beg for your indulgence as uh, we try and locate these uh, uh, presenters. Honorable members, 
as uh, coming from the Secretariat, we may seem to be challenged this afternoon to proceed as we are finding it difficult to locate our presenters as per the schedule that was put before us. Uh, we may need to then adjourn this meeting and proceed tomorrow and give the opportunity to our staff to locate uh, these speakers. We under the assumption that with 480 people that have made submission to make oral presentations, we would have this uh, presentation running back to back. Uh, we seemingly are finding it difficult to locate them and therefore uh, would want to put it to yourselves uh, as what the way forward. Chair? Yes, my name's. There is one participant who just joined us, Chair. Hello? Okay. Can you invite them to come on board? That uh, David uh, Ramoha, Ramoha, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, you will uh, pardon me for uh, misrepresenting you, but I'm certain in your introduction you can correct us. Let us welcome you to the Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development on these public hearings on uh, the upgrading of land tenure rights amendment bill. Please proceed and uh, render your submission, tender your submission. Oh, you're not sitting alone, you have a full team with you. Please uh, feel free to proceed. We're still uh, trying, honorable uh, members, to find uh, the perfect position and uh, perfect uh, network for David Ramohan. 
hopefully we can be able to be successful on that. Can you please proceed? You can unmute your microphone and proceed. Please unmute your microphone. David, please unmute your microphone. Uh, Good afternoon, Dante. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, apologies uh, for derailments due to technicalities. No uh, worries. Uh, here for you. Uh, please feel free and proceed. Yeah, Chairperson, uh, my submission uh, regarding the ultra bill is that uh, the Constitution of South Africa, Chapter 2, Basic uh, uh, Bill of Rights, it's very clear when it comes to the issue of uh, rights regarding both males and females. But now, I'm going to focus specifically on the issue of uh, uh, things that actually that are being diverted by the legislation, specifically the ultra bill. One, it is that uh, most of the time, females are actually sidelined or are prejudiced in as far as them accessing land. That is one issue that is important the people that are most regarded when it comes to acquiring of land are the male people. That has been actually perpetuated by the previous regimes, uh, starting from colonialism, apartheid, and uh, the Bantu States regimes. So that has actually opened up a gap when it comes to the issue of land uh, being acquired by both actually males and females. If you look at the 1913 Land Act, only 7% of the land was given to black people. And then, and, 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 and that was followed by the 1936 Land Act, which only increased land ownership to black people by 6%, which made up total number, total of 13%. Now it is very much clear that the gap in as far as land acquisition for us black people, there's still a gap that needs to be closed. If you look at the current promulgated in Goyama Trust, that trust was promulgated during the era of uh, Kodesa, 
it was a bargaining between the Inkata Freedom Party, the ANC, and the National Party. Because IFP didn't want to go to the elections. They had to actually compromise to the fact that we will actually hand over this particular piece of land to Goyama Trust. And now, the very same Goyama Trust, there is a problem that uh, the women there, Kazet and Guazunatan, are not actually owning the land. Even though their husbands have passed on, that particular inheritance in terms of heritage is not taking place uh, in terms of Ingoyama Trust. And that is the only act that has been promulgated for, for that particular province only. When you go to other provinces, there's no such that is taking place. The other important matter that I would like to raise is that most of the title deeds that are belonging to the chiefs, they are called actually the grants. Such actually needs to be converted to title deeds. Because they are, they are, they are, when they bought communities, when they bought lands during those, those years, they had to actually get a missionary to buy the land on behalf of the communities. Black people couldn't, couldn't buy land on their own during those years. So you had to get missionaries to buy for you. And the other problem that is exacerbating this particular situation is the issue of trust, trustship. The trusteeship was vested actually during those particular years to the secretary of the, 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 the native affairs. Such has been cascaded down uh, to, 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 to the current minister in trust. Meaning that actually we as communities, we cannot take decision when we want to do anything with our land. We need to get actually the, the permission of the minister who is a trustee. The other issue that I would like to, to highlight is the issue of um, is the issue is the issue of uh, the, 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 the the chiefs. The chiefs are deemed to be the custodians of the land, but what is happening is that our chiefs are not playing that particular role. They are actually people are taking decisions on behalf of the communities, and uh, which is supposed to be vice versa. The communities are the ones who are supposed to take decisions on their land by passing a resolution. And that actually is supposed to be empowering the chiefs to say, with this particular resolution from my community, I can therefore implement or I can therefore proceed with the money that I've been given. But currently that is not the case. The chiefs are the, chiefs are the only sole people that have got the powers and mandate to dictate and they take resolutions when it comes to the end. Um, I would like to cite the recently promulgated TKLA. Section 25 thereof also gives us a problem because it seeks to give the chiefs the powers to take decisions on behalf of communities with their own land. So that is being a problem from on and on. And I'm saying this is supposed to, to change because now we are saying uh, the government that we have voted for into power is the government that understands our struggles from colonialism, from apartheid, from the TBVC state. And therefore, we expect that they're supposed now to implement. The problem is that there's a problem with implementation. We've got actually so many legislations that are actually confusing. And some of them, we keep on repealing them. Others are actually temporary, like Ifilra. It's actually a temporary legislation. 
it cannot perfect people because it must be renewed actually uh, annually. So we need to come up with legislation that must protect us black people, that must protect the, the, male, the, the females, that even must protect our girls. Because uh, as we pass on, um, uh, our, 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 our young people must take over or assume power. So if ever I'm a father having only daughters, when I pass on, does that mean that my daughter cannot uh, assume authority of the state that I, I left for her? It's totally unfair. So immediately that will be actually uh, my submission because of, uh, if you take into consideration, even our leaders, I will quote uh, the late Chief Albertina uh, 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 He was also fighting the issue of capturing of chiefs by the elites. So that is a problem. So that is being perpetuated by our current government. They are controlling the chiefs. We know that our chiefs, they, some of the chiefs cannot actually sustain themselves. They depend from government for them to be sustainable. But that does not mean that government must dictate terms to our chiefs. That is the problem. Uh, in a nutshell, that is my submission, Honorable Chair. Thank you, David Ramohanwe. Manyamza and the content advisors and our staff, any other presenters? Yes, there's there's one just as I have just admitted is Mr. Selby Nomgaka. Selby? Yes. Nomganga. Moloeni Bau Selby Nomganga. Are you with us? Auselbi Nomganga, are you with us? Paunom Ganga, are you with us? Seems he's still trying to connect to audio. Bausel B. Nom Ganga, are you with us?
Honorable uh, members, in the meantime, can we proceed with uh, the presentation that was uh, put to us uh, by uh, Dr. David so that uh, we may be able to release them and not lose them while we await. Dr. David, are you still with us? Dr. David, are you still with us? Selby seems to unmute himself, uh, Chair. Selby Nomganga. Hello? Selby Nomganga. Are you with us? Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah. No, fine, thanks yourself, sir. We are very well, Bono Ganga. Yes, we can hear you well. Okay. Uh, you may proceed and uh, do your presentation. If network allows, please switch on your video so we can see you. Um, I don't know how this thing works. Uh, can you see me now? Not yet. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you on our side. Uh, we just uh, waiting for you to switch on your video. A failure of which we will have to proceed without the video. Uh, I'm trying, but I don't know what the problem is here. But I can see you. Well, uh, it's good then you can see us. If uh, you are unable to put your video, please feel free to proceed, Baunom Ganga. Then we will just rely on the audio. Okay, thanks. Um, 
Well, uh, my, my 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 submission is uh, from a perspective of a person who stays in the Northern Cape province. Um, I've agreed to to the approach that individual freedom is at the core of of our Ubuntu, and not forgetting that the the philosophy and the outlook in life of Ubuntu emanates from a patriarchal era. Uh, but nonetheless, the question of equality should be extended to all persons equally. So, but when one listens to the debates about the land, uh, you would think that we are about to run out of land. And so most of the focus tends to be on the land already in use. Well, it ought to be like that when the historical redress issues are concerned uh, as far as they were as a result of the fraud of colonialism, uh, discrimination, and exploitation. So as far as the redistribution uh, is, is concerned, uh, earlier, past 1994, in my neck of the world, people opted for the financial compensation. And that uh, has led to a failure in ending spatial apartheid and poverty. Instead, people are much poorer now, not only financially and in terms of resources, but emotionally they feel completely defeated because they took an option that uh, was not in line with uh, addressing and redressing the inequities of the past. And so I think uh, the land tenure issue, land tenure act should be about restoring a healthy relationship of the people to the land in that land should be used to create sustainable economies. As we know that diseases were part of the land dispossession process where smallpox wiped out whole populations. So in, to, in today's uh, COVID-19 exposes us how vulnerable we are. So in the absence of, of, a, of a vaccine, the best bet we have is to stay home, but we can't stay home without food and we can't stay home without water. It's not possible at all. So the virus reminds us that local production of food is not only good for the environment, but it's also good for our health, for our welfare, and our well-being. So it is for this reason that we should look at the question of land tenure and land restitution. And into that, land should, as I said, there should be a healthy relationship between us humans and Mother Earth. So in other words, we shouldn't be poisoning the Earth with chemicals. We should look at sustainable means of extracting a living from the land. And we should look at sustainable means of living off the land 
by extracting the minerals that we need in some of the commodities that needs to be produced. And so subsistence farmers in my part of the world have been farming on communities for more than 20 years. Um, but all, all along they lack institutional support and that institutional and that lack of that institutional support uh, hampers their growth prospect. Part of the problem is that there is no lack, there is lack of security on the land. That is the tenure security. And added to that is that state employees not allowed on communities are using their proximity to the political system to muscle out the struggling farmers. Hence, I would suggest that the land tribunal with participation from civil society, communities, and the necessary technical and other professional skills should constitute such a body at a local municipal level so that it will be easy for people to go and lay complaints if they do have, it's easy for people to go and seek support for the, for the work uh, that they do without people having help. For lawyers by going through the, the, the established uh, channels. Uh, in that way, procedural and substantive justice can be built into the process. And the rights uh, to the land should rather be open-ended instead of mere ownership. What, what I mean by that is that the individual title is important. Um, it is important that it gives the person the, the authority, the, the confidence to work the land, knowing that they've got access to that land for as long as they need it. So in other words, if they no longer need it, they should then uh, avail it for, for, for the common good, I would suggest. And therefore, a, a holistic focus on institutional support is necessary in order to, to encourage individual drive and initiative. And I'll also go further and say that, uh, suggest that for every child that is born, let's say, now in 2020, the birth certificate should already uh, indicate the person, the child, his or her title deed, so that the person, the individual, after 18 years, should be able to go to the municipality and ask that uh, he or she be accorded a piece of land for shelter, if it is a shelter or if it is for productive activities. In that way, people can choose to enter into cooperatives. Inside the cooperatives, they've got a piece of land of which they can use in the co-op in order to increase uh, economies of scale if necessary. But if they're not interested, they can have the land they can use for themselves and their families. And so when people then find themselves in domestic relationships, and a domestic relationship doesn't work out, 
so they don't have to fight over the land on which the shelter is built, whereby each and every person has got a piece of land where they can continue to, to live their lives in dignity, where their privacy is protected. And so the, 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 the Constitutional Court does remind us, especially the lawmakers, uh, to get rid of uh, apartheid legislation. So that's why I think today we, we, we are here talking about land tenure. And from time to time, the, those that, is, that have fought and died in a struggle against apartheid, their names are brought up in order to, to talk about in order to encourage the human rights culture. And I think it's all, it all, it also going to be necessary for this current parliament to look far ahead uh, by writing a law, not only, not, not following really the, the template, the template set by the apartheid and colonial systems, but write a law that connects people to the land, that looks at the question of sustainability, local production of economies, food for people, and their own, their own areas, their own districts, their own local municipalities. So I think that is the direction uh, we need to take, and that is the direction that the COVID-19 crisis pandemic exposes us to that we need to look local, we need to protect the environment, whilst we do get sustainable livelihoods for ourselves. I thank you, I hope I'm clear. Thank you, Paul Selby, Nomganga, honorable members, just uh, if I may ascertain from uh, our uh, secretariat and the content advisors, uh, is uh, Mr. Nelson Hantise available, as well as Nkosinati Soga. Any of the two presenters, have they joined us? If not, honorable members, I will uh, suggest we proceed uh, so that uh, we can be able to see uh, when they will be able to join. But I think uh, for now, let us proceed on the two presentations we have uh, received from David Ramo. Hornwe, as well as Dadesel uh, Binomak. I will uh, start with Honorable Tape. If our presenters can please note the questions, then I will give you an opportunity to respond once the Honorable Members have asked their questions. Honorable Tape. Uh, 
Honorable Marto. Yeah, I think she was speaking muted. Muted. Uh, Honorable Tape, your microphone seems to be muted. Can you unmute your microphone? Honorable Tape. You may proceed, Metlape. We are having difficulty in hearing you, Honorable. Can you try again, Metlabe? Honorable Tabe. Thank you, Chair. Um, do you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, thank you very much. Chair, I don't have any question for now, as I have missed most of my presentations because of my network. I'm very sorry about that, but nevertheless, um, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, State. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you uh, to the presenters. Chairperson, I just want uh, to find out one question of clarity to Mr. Ramohorbe. Um, he spoke about the land that was bought by the missionaries in, in uh, on, I, I know, I am aware of that. Um, I want to find out if they would have a record of that land and um, if we uh, if we ask or request for that information um, and uh, so that we can also follow up on that issue. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you. Honorable um, Matthias. Honorable Matthias. Honorable Briet. Thank you, Chairperson. I am covered. Thank you, Honorable Mashati. Thank you very much, Chair. I'm covered as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honorable um, Obama. 
thank you, Chair. I actually uh, am thankful for the two presentations. I think they uh, were quite explicit. And the gentleman spoke about things that um, are quite important, especially when coming to uh, the land question. However, with both of them, I did not quite hear what their stance was towards the bill that we are talking about. Um, I understand Mr. Salbino Mganga from the Northern Cape uh, talking to very important issues, uh, sustainability, uh, making sure that the environment, you know, uh, and all those important things. But I, I did not hear the connection. He couldn't, you know, I couldn't quite get the connection and what his stance is on the bill that we are talking about. And Dr. David from Mujanala District uh, Municipality, uh, the same thing as well. Uh, he talks to too much legislation going on and uh, the legislation needs to protect our girls. Uh, he talks to capturing of chiefs by the elite and by government. Uh, he talks about Ngonyama Trust being problematic uh, and title deeds belonging to chiefs are called deeds of grant, but he does not link ultra to what he's saying. So could they both please try and link or give us their stance on uh, the bill we have in front of us today or the amendment of the act. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you, Mamun Babama. Uh, Honorable Masipa. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, thanks to the presenters. I think I'm pretty covered with the questions uh, raised by Honorable Mbabama. Um, I think if we can get a clarity around the stand with regards to this particular bill, whether they are supporting the amendment of this bill or they object to it. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Masipa. Uh, is there any other honorable member I've missed out who may wish to uh, put a question? I will now take uh, this opportunity to hand back to our presenters uh, for responses on the questions of clarity that have been posed by the honorable members. Uh, Dr. David, you may proceed. David. While we're trying to locate uh, David, can we then uh, call on Ubausel uh, Binom Ganga to please uh, proceed with responses on the questions posed by honorable members?
Sir, Namganga, you can hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Please proceed. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you for the questions. Um, I think let, let, let me state my position uh, this way. I, I support what the Constitutional Court said that the apartheid relics within the the act should be should be removed and be written in such a way that they are cons consistent with the constitution that is cons consistent with the right to equality i do not think and do not see the reason why the firstborn would be accorded a right to to an asset simply because that person is male and was the first one to be born. I mean, there was no there's there's no meeting uh, where people meet and discuss who's 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 going to be the first one to be born. It's simply an accident. An accident of history or an accident of love that the ones born first and the other one last and so it is fairly it is very justifiable into to, today's world that there's really nothing in there's nothing in religion there's nothing that bars uh, persons from engaging in economic activities. There's nothing really in that sense. So I would separate that in terms of getting a title deed because you're a man, separate that from economic activities where you generate your own livelihood. Why do I separate that? For some of us, it is part of a culture part of a way of life that the man child, because it is a patriarchal system, has been designed as that. We find it like that. So the male child would, the firstborn, would naturally be the one next in line after the father passed on. As far as that is concerned, as far as that happens at the household level, I'm fine with that, I don't have a problem with that. But as far as it goes towards economic activities, where one interacts with the broader society, for farms, for example, men and women are entitled to that equally. Uh, and I made a suggestion earlier that a child born today, the death certificate should indicate the, the, the title deed of that person. In other words, within 18 years time from, from now on, that would be an adult and that adult should be able to walk into a municipal office 
and ask that he or she be allocated a piece of land, either for purposes of shelter or either for purposes of economic activities, if that person is interested in living off the land. Because not all of us would be interested to live off the land. And in fact, uh, the way we, we live, it is not even possible that all of us would use that title deed because some would inherit from their parents, uh, mother or grandmother or father. Others would simply have to start from scratch. Again, because of nature, people pass away because, and we don't know when is who is going to pass away or not. So that the right to have access to land should reside with the people through the law and others through the constitution. And then your, your birth certificate should be able to indicate that. And so if the person enters into a, a relationship or, or a marriage, that right does not get, get doesn't get usurped, doesn't get uh, diluted by that uh, relationship. So then a person can always uh, opt out because of abuse or because of people grow apart, that's natural. And in a case of a land, for example, where people are placed on communities, I think they should be given titles. Uh, people should get titles to that land. And uh, through that land, because there were titles to that land, they can then negotiate with other similar persons to form a cooperative. So that each person, based on their own initiative and their own effort, can be able to, to contribute to work together in a group if they so choose. To, to upscale, to do economies of scale in terms of their production. And if not, they choose to have a subsistence at a basic level for themselves and their family. So they should be able uh, uh, to do that. So I'm not so quite uh, sure whether my suggestions are opposing the bill, but I do suggest that at a local level, it should be, there should be formed in order to look at uh, possible problems that will come up and then to look at possible institutional support for uh, example, for people, uh, um, uh, given land that they need to that they need to work for themselves, so that institutional support is still required. So that's why a tribunal at the local level, where, where where transparency, in fact, is is part of it, so that those with uh, connections doesn't uh, disadvantage those without connections. Because people have, have fought apartheid, and having fought apartheid, they didn't have a chance to build up resources. So they need. Um, Can you conclude? State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I think let me let me let me stop there. Thanks. Thank you, Bao Uselbi Nomganga, for your responses. Honorable members, can I invite? Uh, David, 
to respond to the questions posed by honorable members. David. It seems we may have lost him through network. David. Honorable members, uh, let us uh, uh, try and uh, ascertain if uh, Dr. Nelson Hantise has been able to join us. Dr. Nelson Hantise. Manyamza and our staff, the content advisors and researchers, can the staff indicate if you've been able to find? It's okay. He's using uh, Galaxy. He's Mr. Oh. Soka. Yes. Okay. Mao Soka. Are you with us? Mao Soka. Bangkosinati Soka. Can you confirm if you've been able to join us? Moloeni Bausoka. Kosinati Soka. Bao Elfas Corsa, are you joining us to present? No, sir, I'm not afraid I was kicked out of it. 
Okay. Thank you. Any presenters? Baukoza, I mean Bausoka. Osinati Soka, have you been able to successfully connect? Yes, ma'am. He is struggling to unmute his mic. But there he is, Chair. Eh? There he is. He's ready. If he's ready, he may present, but we don't see him on the system. Please proceed. It says... How are you, Bausoka? Definitely, and how are you? We are very well, thank you. Please proceed. You can um, make your submission. Can you see me? We cannot see you, but we can hear you very well. If you can uh, switch on your video, we'll be able to see you. No, I can't see you. There. We can see your window. Thank you, Malsoka. You may proceed. Okay. Ah, perfect. Okay. Can you can you hear me? I'm I'm still battling with a few things on my side. Yes, we can uh, hear you. We uh, are visible. You may proceed. Bausoka. Tatusoka. We 
seem to have lost them again, honorable members. Honorable members, may I propose that we request the Secretariat and the staff to utilize the afternoon to call our participants and be able to group them in teams of five and be able to ensure that they are all aware about their allocated times so that we may be able to start early tomorrow and run a back-to-back program which will fill all the speakers that we have been able to identify. It seems to be a tedious exercise that uh, uh, we are waiting on uh, presenters that are not available due to network. And it might assist us to be able to consolidate those numbers and be able to start uh, uh, well uh, in good time tomorrow morning. And I uh, ascertain uh, what your recommendations are if you are in support. Honorable Clapper. Thanks, Chair. I support that uh, we pack it for now and start uh, tomorrow. Thank you. Honorable Marco. Honorable Chair, I support the move. Thank you. Honorable Stein. Thank you, Chairperson. I also support that. And I think also when a contact is made, we need to ensure that we ask the people to stay on until after question sessions. Um, If we slot them, say, maybe in an hour time to say from 9 to 10, they must stay on the line for that time uh, until after we are, if we, we want to ask questions of clarity. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Honorable Mbabama. I agree with the suggestion, Chair. And if we can please get uh, Dr. David uh, Ramu Uwe from Bujanala for tomorrow to answer the questions. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Matthias. Honorable Mashati. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. I second the motion by my previous colleagues. Thank you. Thank you, Ma'am Mashati. Uh, Honorable Tapa. I also support the motion, sir. 
Thank you. Uh, Honorable Priet. Chairperson, I also agree. Thanks. Thank you. Honorable Masipa. Uh, Chair, I agree. I support that we give the administration administrators to um, assist us in getting the people for tomorrow. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Honorable members, is there anyone I've missed who would like to also place on record their um, position? With that, uh, then, honorable members, let me thank all our guests that have been able to join us on this uh, day of public hearings on the upgrading of the Land Tenure Rights Amendment Bill. And we will uh, be proceeding tomorrow with all those that have uh, wished to make submissions. But we would like to thank all those that were able to avail themselves for this session we have had today. And all their submissions have been recorded. The Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development will have enough and lots to be able to deliberate on as we do the amendment to uh, the ultra bill. Therefore, want to thank uh, everyone that has been able to be with us, particularly the staff that are living under challenging times, having to live with COVID regulations and these uh, virtual meetings. Uh, which are proving to be more and more difficult to getting this work done. But we would want to uh, give you our full support to continue doing the stunning work that you are in ensuring that uh, all our citizens across the landscape of South Africa are able to have their voice heard and that their voices are um, recorded. We therefore want to uh, thank you, honorable members, for having participated in these uh, public hearings. The meeting stands adjourned. We will convene again tomorrow, nine o'clock sharp, uh, for the second day of our public hearings. I thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon and we will uh, rejoin tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chair. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Honorable Master, Honorable Master, you are still online.